The last time we saw our bearded adventurers, our heroes celebrated the victory over the Enchantress, sitting around a grand feast, discussing their plans for the future. The hero sets off in search of his next adventure. The hero snaps the saddlebag shut and throws it over his shoulder. He straightens the sword scabbard on his belt, and readjusting the magic pistol that hangs from his belt, he turns around to survey the room one more time. The bed sheets were as smooth as glass, clean, tight, and straight. The floor is spotless, so clean you could eat off it. Even the desk in the corner is organized with stationery, quill, and ink, well all neatly aligned in the corner of the desk. The room is orderly, ready for the next occupant. The hero walks down the stairs of the Franklin Inn and into the lobby. The hero wants to quietly leave, not drawing too much attention. How could you say goodbye to such friends? What words would you say? However, as he enters the main floor of the lobby, he sees the wizard, Captain Crimson, and the inventor standing in the lobby next to the door waiting for him. We sure will miss you, hero, says the wizard. Hopefully this is not goodbye, wizard, says the hero. It may just be see you later. If you ever feel like having an adventure on the seas, just find me. I'd be honored to have you aboard my ship, offers Captain Crimson. <laughs> I'll wait for you at the nearest port. <laughs> and I'll wait for the pillaging, chuckles the hero. The hero locks into a forearm handshake with Captain Crimson. As the hero walks up to the inventor, the inventor reaches behind him and produces a sword in its scabbard. <sighs> you lost one of your blades on our journey to the mysterious island when that monstrous frog attacked. I've reforged you a second sword to replace the old one. <laughs> I hope you put it to good use, says the inventor, as he presents the sword to the hero. The hero draws the sword from the scabbard and examines the blade. It's immaculate and well-balanced, in addition to being an exact copy of the sword hanging from his hip at that very moment. Thank you, inventor. Once again, you've outdone yourself. What I'd value more than this fine weapon is your friendship, answers the hero gracefully. The hero straps the second sword to his belt and gives the inventor a hug. The hero stands back, looking at his friends gather, feeling a mixture of joy and sorrow as he bid his friends farewell. If any of you need me, do not hesitate to reach out to me if you can, offers the hero. Then he turns and walks out the revolving door of the Franklin Inn. The hero's horse carries him over hills, valleys, and streams, away from the town of Franklin. The farther the hero travels from the town, the lighter his countenance grows. He is out on his own once again searching for action and adventure. He looks around the fields of golden wheat that blows in the gentle breeze. The sun, 
falling down over the peaks of the mountains in the distance. The baby blue sky. The lush green trees outlining the field. All still standing because of their victory. It is enough to take the hero's breath away. The chill in the breeze brings the hero out of his wondrous gazing. The sun falling out of the sky means the darkness will fall soon. The hero knows it's time to begin looking for a place to set up camp for the night. The hero sets down his plate at the edge of the campfire. Only a couple spoonfuls of camp beans left on his plate. The corn po and the salted beef had long since been consumed with great enthusiasm. The campfire provides great warmth, as does the thick blanket the hero has wrapped around him. The hero lays down on the ground, on a thick comforter, laying his head on his bundled-up crimson jacket. The hero stares up at the stars in the sky, the ribbons on the Milky Way strewn across the sky. The hero's mind wonders about the vastness of the universe, the thousands of worlds up there among the firmament. As far as the hero can roam, as many cities, villages, mountains, seas, islands, and deserts that the hero could visit, there are adventures he will never be able to explore in the whole universe. Or at least he never thought he would. However, after witnessing a dimension-jumping wizard, an anamorphic Dr. Wolf, a telekinetic witch, and a necromantic witch doctor, the hero cannot rule anything out. The hero closes his eyes, allowing a wave of drowsiness to wash over him, pulling him into unconsciousness. Suddenly, a bright light illuminates the woods around the hero, as if he were in the middle of the day. A loud boom is accompanied by a thundering roar. The hero sets up quickly and looks around. A large cigar-shaped object falls from the sky. The hero is able to discern the shape and the billowing smoke from the bright exhaust emanating from the back end of the object, along with the flames billowing along the body of the object. The object continues to fall from the sky. The hero hears a sound familiar to the sound he remembers from the inventor's shop. It sounded like something the inventor called an engine. The sound being produced by the object, however, sounds strained. If the sound is indeed an engine, it is under great stress. The object screams out of the sky, falling below the tree line. A loud boom rattles the forest. The hero leaps to his feet, quickly strapping on his belt. He draws a sword and lights a torch in the campfire. The hero is going to investigate.